Good day, I'm Anne Dolenshek and you are listening to Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. In this episode, we're in conversation with Santony Engelbrecht, the former creative director at ENCA, Survivor South Africa castaway and owner of Quite a Cook Sister. After being retrenched at the news channel, Santony put her focus on her passion, her online clothing store Quite a Cook Sister. The online store has become a favorite with quirky dresses out there, and she grew this business through Instagram. And as fans will know, it's not only known for its clothes and accessories, but also for the daily memes that they share on their stories, so much so that people stop her in the street to discuss this. Santony is also the main influencer and face of the brand, learning what resonates with their audiences as she goes. Being a castaway on Survivor South Africa also had a big impact on her brand as an influencer, but also on the bottom line of the business. So grab a coffee and listen as we discuss the importance of knowing what your audience wants in terms of content and keeping to your brand values, being brave and trying new content formats and see what works and what fails as a brand, the value of forming a relationship with your customers and the cost effectiveness and overall impact of influencers versus traditional marketing. If you enjoy this podcast, you will also enjoy our fortnightly newsletter that keeps you up to date with influencer news from around the world. Subscribe at the link in the show notes. This podcast series has been made possible through an exclusive sponsorship from SA's number one nano influencer platform, The Salt. Most brands have a communication line to their existing customers, but not a way to get them to have additional positive brand conversations. The Salt solves the problem by identifying brand fans and getting them to talk more about their positive brand experiences. The Salt have a database of over 140,000 registered brand fans and in-depth information on each to perfectly match your brand to the right influencers. Reach out to them now and see what they can do for you. Sandini, thank you so much for making time to speak to us today. Everyone who's listening, I'm sure know who you are, but just for for reference, tell us a bit more about who you are, what do you do, what do you love, all those good things. Hi, and firstly, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Yes, I'm Santini, um, aka quite a cook sister, it ended up being. Um, I'm an online um, business owner, I have an online shop, and I was also a contestant in the latest um, season of the South African Survivor. And yeah, what I love to do is I do love social media. I love people and I just love our shop and and what we do and what we stand for. Amazing. So before Quite a Cook Sister came about, and also I want to ask you about the name, how that came about. But first, what job did you do before you decided you're going to start this online store? Yeah, that's actually an interesting story. I um, worked for a television station, quite a big one, a news station. I worked for them for 12 years. I was creative director eventually after doing a bunch of other things um, for the company. I was creative director for them. And after 12 years, I got retrenched. Um, Yeah, that was quite... a thing and it was even without severance it's a long story so I was really down and out and but while I was still working for them I went um, to Bangkok with my sister and I saw these beautiful bags and I said let's just bring some with because I think people will like them so I in the back of my mind I wanted to do something online and start a, a business 
And yeah, then Quieter Cook Sister started. I um, in two days I designed the website. We did markets. We went to a few markets, and we had stalls there. And the rest is pretty much history. Oh my word! I love that story. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like you really wanted to start this, and then I'm so sorry you got retrenched. That's awful. I've been there. Oh, uh, but the universe <laughs> kind of forces you into where you need to be. So you just need to trust 100. the process. Hundred percent, and I love that you say that. But now you've got quite a cook sister, which is a huge success. Firstly, how did you come up with that name? The name has been around for a few years. Um, I love coming up with names and company names. But basically, the idea behind the name is I I don't like anything that excludes anyone, and I wanted a name that reflects South Africa and me and my likes, and also be diverse. And I kind of it just kind of works together i also didn't like cook sisters growing up um, i don't know why <laughs> cook sisters was such a thing but now i love them you know it was again just to to make sure it's not it doesn't pigeonhole you in a for in terms of a certain target market so i wanted it to be as random and interesting as possible so that's pretty much it's not such a cool story but that's not pretty much how it happened I feel like it ticks all the boxes because it's also quite memorable. Like if someone talks about quite a cook sister, it sticks in the mind. You're like, oh, quite I a know. cook sister. So I love like names that's not conventional, like Apple. I love just Apple, just the name like Apple. And I, yeah, and you can make, I mean, to create a brand is, is not just the name. You You can build a random name that doesn't make sense. I must admit... Some people do phone us to to put in cook sister orders, but um, it's not <laughs> happened uh, uh, often, you know, in the past year. So luckily, that's over. <laughs> maybe, uh, but maybe that's a, a a part of the business you can expand on. You can now have cook sisters. Yes, I think I should. I just need to find someone that can bake enough to to, <laughs> to um be able to supply. <laughs> I love that. So obviously I'm a fan. I've been following Quiet Cook Sister online for a couple of years now. I think since you started, I think it was like 2019-ish, if I'm, yes, if I'm correct. Yes. yes. Loved watching it grow. And I'll admit I found it because disclaimers, Anthony and I went to primary <laughs> school together. Um, yes. we were the original Cook Sisters, which was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so Quiet Cook Sister is not only known for like your funky things that you sell in your online shop and your clothes and your accessories but it's also very much known for your cool memes on your instagram stories everyone's always referencing it and i know i screenshot a cutload out of them i must say that was a pleasant surprise i can't remember even how it started the memes but i just started following the the trend on the stories and and seeing how people were responding to it and it just exploded the whole meme game I, I can't tell you how many people stop me in the street and tell me love your memes your memes make my day like meme central and and then I realized okay this is the followers like this the um, clients like it and it's it's also a nice way to show the more relaxed side of the business and the and the tone um that we we have and i think people can pick it up in the memes it's it's got a certain tone and you know i love that people love them it's you know it's it's quite a, that happened just by chance but now every night i'm like oh shit i've got my grappies upset the fans <laughs> are gonna complain it needs to be on but i'm loving it no but i also love that you literally just said you tried it out it worked 
you listen to the fans of what they want and give them more of it because that in essence is what marketing is also all about yes you have to do your product push but you also have to show the personality of the brand because oh, we don't like brands we like the personality of the yeah. brand so quite a cook sister feels like it's a person right you've got some memes you've got some happies you've got your <sighs> merchandise it's fantastic yeah it is like it actually did turn into a person because initially, when, when I started the business, I mean, I never thought that I was going to be the personality or the face behind it. But it, it again, also organically happened that um, it ended up every time, again, I did tests. So if I put a photo, I would put a photo on of a product versus a photo of me wearing the product. And then I would put photos of other people wearing the product. And then I kind of saw that people loved seeing me in the products, uh, which also was something that I didn't necessarily plan, but it kind of worked because now, I mean, we didn't have a budget to have a model in any way. So it worked out like a... <laughs> <laughs> and again, you were testing different things, seeing what people respond to and, and just kind of go like grow your strategy that way. And for me, that leads perfectly into what I want to ask you, because obviously I've been watching over these years, I've been watching quite a cook sister grow. And for me personally, I think while you were building the quite a cook sister brand, you're also building your own personal brand. So you became like the original influencer, <laughs> which is great to see. But I also want to know, you, you've just said it, it was quite random, but was there ever kind of a strategy behind that where you thought, you know what, this is working what's the next steps to actually Im improve on this yes and I'm, I'm actually constantly thinking of how to improve it because i've also noticed i mean you have to keep on keeping it fresh so in the beginning me being in random places with our clothes on worked well but now with the introduction of reels and tiktok becoming so massive you, i needed to change that up a bit and that is uh, another part that i'm still not that comfortable with, but it's something that I know I have to do and I try as much as I can. But again, it's it's easier to do a um, just a photo and write a nice caption than having to really put your personality out there. And that is, it's a daunting thing, but it's also a process that I need to do and that I'm currently trying to implement. Since you started in 2019, you've gained quite a cult following and you can see it all over social media. And your customers have essentially also become your influencer. Was that intentional or how did you go about this? Um, it was something that I had in the back of my mind. Obviously, people buy from people. And I, um, we used to go to the festivals a lot um, before COVID. So when I used to meet people there or they would buy something, I would make sure I'd take a photo and I'll tag them. And so I tried to push it that way. But it's something that I don't want to force down people's throats. If they're going to love the product, they're going to be posting about it, which helps. But I have a, like a different approach. I know some people don't do that. I don't know why. Maybe I'm messing with the algorithm. But what I do is if, if any customer engages with me, whether it's on a DM or in a comment or whatever, even if they laugh at my meme, I follow them back. I want it to be a experience where you kind of become friends with the brand because it's not just selling clothes and that's also why I think a lot of people do make the effort to promote the brand and tag us and and share our stuff because they see it as a person and not just a, 
a company. Yeah, and and I mean, at the festivals, it was quite cool because um, we used to meet. Obviously, at the festivals, you meet a lot of celebrities and actors and musos. Uh, so I would just always like be a little slut and just run off to them and give them stuff and like make sure I take a photo with them. And like in the beginning, it was a big mission to to make sure this brand is also, I mean, this aspirational thing of, wow, Jack Burrow is wearing our T-shirt or this person. And I still, to this day, I do that. I, When we had a festival anywhere, I make sure I get them some of our merch and get, like, force a photo on them. I love that. It's like forced influencer. <laughs> you will be yeah. my influencer. We're money. <laughs> <laughs> But I think you said something really important as a brand, and I think I'm just going to call it what it is. Part of this is the, it's like an influencer in pop culture in South Africa at the moment because oh, wow. people endorse it, people love it, people engage with you. And just merely by you, anyone just doing any kind of engagement, you follow them back. That is what influence marketing is about. It's like a two way conversation. It's not this, I'm following you because you're this big celebrity. It's like, I follow you. Oh, you follow me back. We have conversations. You acknowledge that I exist, which is kind of yeah. the basis of, of what it is. That is so cool because I, I I personally don't like it when people think um, they're better than anyone. And yeah. it's always so funny. I use Kim Kardashian's Instagram as an example. Of, I mean, I don't know how many people she's currently following, but I think it's like 20 or something or 100 maybe. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just always thinking, I mean, you're – just be nice. Like, I mean, it literally is going to cost you nothing. Not Kim, but I mean, any person to follow no. people back in this weird phenomenon where people want to not follow more people than they are following. And that, like, I don't get that whole, I don't know. I just probably d d don't know enough about it, but I feel it, it feels very vain. And, and that's not the kind of, of brand we are and the kind of person I am and what I want to endorse as a brand because our brand um, is a brand for the misfits, the misunderstoods, the people that don't get seen uh, or feel unseen. And that's why it's it's important for me to do that. Like you said, you, you want that relationship. And I think that's great. That is what your brand stands for. And it's not just lip service, you're actually living it. So it brings that authenticity into what you're trying to create and you have created. Thank you. <laughs> so then I'm going to ask you, what is your definition of an influencer specifically for quiet a cook sister? For me, I'm a big sucker. If anyone sends me a message, doesn't matter if they've got like five followers and they, they actually want to do this or get involved um, with our company. I just say yes to anyone. <laughs> but it's <laughs> a case of a person, um, okay, let me think, what's our ultimate influencer? Is someone that is true to themselves, uh, what you see is what you get, but also people that have, like I said, have the guts to reach out and ask, ask that question. In general, the majority of the people that buy from us are kids um, in high school and a lot of gamers and then a lot of parents a lot of moms buy for their teenage kids from us so it's quite wide variety of people but I think the perfect influencer would just be someone that's true to themselves and even if they don't fit in anywhere else they'll fit in with us
I don't know. Oh, I love that. You've created like this inclusive community of all us little misfits. Yes. <laughs> so I would I never, it. I can tell you who I'll never get as the influencer is, you know, we're not the, we're not the buff sports guy, um, cheerleader, not really that kind of a crowd. Because they, even at our stalls, they will just walk past because it's not their vibe. <laughs> So, which is great because you obviously wanting to align with people aligns with your brand. And that's really important to when you're choosing influencers to work with you. I see you obviously reusing a lot of the, the content that people post, like your, I'm going to call them your nano influencers because that's what they are. They're your, mm. your customers who's telling people how great your products are. What else do you do with that content? How do you make that content really sweat for you as endorsements to your brand? Oh, well, the, the Nana influencer ones, it's mainly, I mean, I just share it on our stories and I engage with them back. At the moment, I mean, I have been slacking a little bit in that department, pushing people to, to post and tag us. But so it's not necessarily on any of our order forms or anything. We just let it happen organically. Which is amazing because it is happening organically, which means yeah. people really, really love your products. <laughs> and then when it comes to the bigger guys, like your, the musicians and people who post about your clothes, do you do, you do a lot with that? Well, yes, um, we do. I, I try and reach out to as many of them as I can. I know a lot of them personally, so that helps. Um, there's also a few people that I've reached out to that's never bothered to reply. But I, I usually, like I said earlier, I... I mean, I get so many of these requests. So I try and find these people when they are out in the wild, if that makes sense. <laughs> I try and go to uh, the events where I know they're going to be and, and rather do a personal introduction and tell the story than just sending an email of which they'll get millions. So that is my the approach on that side. It's a, it's a bit of a sneaky approach, but it's been working so far. <laughs> Look, if it's working. Winging it is, is my middle name. Winging it's your strategy. It's yeah. Just, put that on a T-shirt. Because <laughs> you need to be in the moment and you can't be so stuck in a certain, like, I mean, I mean, that's what you do for a living. And I mean, I also, yeah. I mean, I studied marketing and all of that. But for me with this business, it just happens organically and I need to improvise. And because social media and, and, and the trends are so goes so quickly but last year you had a bit of a strategy i saw you guys <laughs> reaching out to your audiences to become influencers you're like if you're interested if you love us reach out you want to become an ambassador do you want to be an influencer so i want you to tell us a bit more about what your thought process was behind that what do you what did you expect from the influencers that you picked in the end and what was that criteria Hashtag no filter. That's how this podcast is delivering real down-to-earth stories told by real people. For an influencer campaign that takes brand conversation to everyday real-life situations, go check out thesalt.co.za. They are the undisputed experts in real influencer marketing. Uh, basically, yes. I Because up until that point, I really got a lot of, of DMs and a lot of emails about people wanting to get involved. And it really got to a point where I couldn't keep track of everyone anymore. And there were so many and some DMs will get lost in the inbox. I decided, and also some of these influencers wouldn't 
necessarily deliver the ones that would contact yeah. me. I would send them a lot of stuff and they weren't they wouldn't necessarily deliver the amount of, of content that I would expect or they wouldn't post anything. Uh, so that's why I wanted to make it a bit more structured. So we, it's pretty much we started an affiliate uh, program where everyone could, I mean, I did have that campaign and I got so many responses. But the criteria was actually, again, like what we stand for is not mm-hmm. to exclude anyone. If you've got the guts to send me a DM, then you're in. And I've got, I received the most beautiful messages from people and why they wanted to be um, part of our brand and part of the team. And I just couldn't just pick a few. So I literally picked everyone. There was 150 <laughs> or something. Um, and I created, I created the affiliate program where each of them would get a hundred rand um, voucher and then they could buy. So that there's also a little bit of responsibility on them. And, and that mm-hmm. way, I wanted to like skate the funny cough to see who's actually serious and who's not. So and that helped quite a lot, and people were very excited about it. And just as it got like full swing, survivor office happened. Uh, so <laughs> I have been not as you know busy on that front. It's something that that we have in the pipeline to explore a little bit more and give them more incentives. What are your expectations or what would the expectations be from your influencers essentially? Well, for me, I don't like um, to be too much, like what's the word, um, prescriptive of what they um, should do. I like them sticking to what they're good at and what they know and where their niche is. So um, I did work with a bunch of influencers on TikTok and they would all ask me, like, what should I do? How many of this or that? And I just knew that the product would sell itself and they just need to stick to what they're doing. So I would not expect someone to, if they are just, like, telling jokes on their TikTok to now talk about a T-shirt and just, like, endorse it so forcefully. So I would mainly let them just wear it, take photos, not make it out to be, like, this massive ad. Uh, if that makes sense, and and that's the, I think I get more trust that way, and because people also over, uh, they so over these things. Oh look, I'm unboxing this. Oh well, I mean it does feel fake. So my only criteria was do what you do, and yeah, you know, just be yourself, and people will notice what you're wearing, and that way we'll we'll get our clients for sure. And I always say this: if you're going to go the influence marketing route. Yes, obviously you put some do's and don'ts in, but yeah. don't be too prescriptive. You don't want it to be an ad, then you might as well go do an ad because people are going to respond the same way. Like you say, I think unboxings of most things, not all things, but in <laughs> most categories, it's like when I see one, I'm like, oh, well, okay, I don't really no. care. Right? Because no. it's been done too many times and automatically makes you want to scroll past. So, yeah, it's... It, Times have changed. And as I said earlier, it changes so quickly. Definitely. And also, if someone can do an unboxing that, that's not as dry as what everyone's been doing it, then I'll be interested again. Yes, <laughs> now that's true. I've got a box. <laughs> let me open it and show you. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah I would done. rather <laughs> let them yeah, wear or use whatever I have and 
that way, um, yeah, it will be more organic. For sure. So have you seen major impact from the influencer marketing content on quite a quick sister? What's the response been? Uh, yes, especially on on TikTok. TikTok has worked well for us. It's you could you could clearly see the follower follower count going up, and you could see spikes in that. So it's really helped a lot, um, especially on TikTok because it's a it's a platform where we are not as well known yet, and don't have that many followers. So that fed in nicely to our TikTok following and also increasing our Instagram following which was great i really um enjoyed working with those influencers because they are really so on top of it so now it definitely influences sales and it, it definitely also influences your your social media following which will hopefully convert into sales in the future so then why did you go this route like more digital influencer marketing and not the more traditional forms of marketing that's out there well, I've always loved like um, content marketing and people just being themselves and, by the way, seeing a product. It's not as forced. And, I mean, I think that's also the downfall of, of Facebook at the moment is the amount of ads. And if it says sponsored underneath it, uh, it people will scroll past. But if it's someone that they like watching or are interested in or are friends with, it just happens more organically and by word of mouth, your brand will grow. I I think the old way of doing it is unfortunately the old way and that's not working for us anymore. And it will stop working, I think, all together. I mean, if you look at um, television ads and those proper traditional marketing avenues, it's like dying. Well, we all have catch up on Netflix now and on demand. I, I don't I think I've seen an ad in, in years. I'm not going to lie. And also if you look at the um, affordability, I mean, if you look at yeah. radio ads or TV ads or newspaper ads, price-wise compared to, for us, mainly sending product to influencers is way um, more cost-effective and actually more, more effective in the long run um, because – they trust that person that is showing them the product instead of just a random ad or radio something. For sure. And I think it all comes down to what you were saying. It's, it's that relatability to someone that you know or you like. It's accessibility. You trust them. Instead of a brand telling you how cool they are, I mean, everyone's going to do that. Someone you <laughs> yeah. like or trust is telling you, these guys are cool. You're more likely to be like, let me check this out, right? Yes, and also, I mean, I've noticed, I think if you type in quite a cook sister in Google, I think at, at one point, the first thing that popped up was, is it a scam? Because <laughs> <laughs> people, um, there are so many scams out there. There's so yeah. many uh, online shops that once, I mean, they do the conversions and you think it's in rands and once you order, you realize it's going to come from China or wherever and you're going to wait three months for it. And people are scared. I mean, I get so many WhatsApps and DMs. Are you real? Is it real? Um, is it safe? So when you then make use of influences, like you said, that trust, because now people know, okay, I can trust. This is real. My friend has bought um, from them. Uh, and that might, gives you the credibility in the online space um, so that people trust you with their money. 
absolutely. And and you're right, there's so many scams out there that I Google so many reviews of something if I haven't made use of them before and I ask friends and I ask family, like, do you know it? Have you had an experience? Because they, we have been scammed, all of us, I think. You know, it's scary what's out there. It's really scary. Okay, so let's talk Survivor, <laughs> okay? So I was sitting one night, I'm checking this, I'm saying, oh, Survivor's coming up. And I see, what? I know that chick. She's going to be on Survivor. We're watching. <laughs> Told my mother, my mother's like, oh, we must watch Santini. We have to check out. <laughs> I would love to know how that actually, how did you become a contestant on Immunity Island? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so I entered Survivor four times before eventually getting in. I've always wanted to do it. And, uh, you know, for this season, there was quite a process. You go through a massive process. But after four times, I think they felt so sorry for me. They decided <laughs> they're going to have to just give me a chance. So, yes, um, we were supposed to, to go in March, I think, just before the lockdown. And then it was postponed. And, you know, eventually in, I can't even remember now what year we shot. But, um, you know, I got picked. And that was like a bit of a lifelong dream, to be honest. <laughs> That's amazing. So it wasn't just you entered once and there you go. No, I'm not one of those people. I don't ever get picked first. <laughs> I'm usually no, the one that gets picked last. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, but it's also fitting, actually, um, me not on paper being good enough. And then you give that person a chance and they might surprise you. Absolutely. But I also want to know, was it a little bit, even if it was just partially, I know it was a lifelong dream, but was it a bit of a business or strategic business move to kind of elevate your own influencer status? Yes, definitely. It was, uh, I mean, since I was small, I always wanted to be famous. And, I, and now I realize why, because it empowers you to be able to to do what you love. And, and it, you know, so it was something that I did keep in mind because also it's a it's a big risk that you take in terms of time that you need to be away from your business yeah. so I had to weigh up the pros and cons and for my line of business it would help the business to be out because we were pretty much away for like 56 days where the business and it was over December which is our busiest time so yes no that was definitely a Part of the consideration. Just a funny little story when it comes to now influencing. <laughs> when I, the first day on the island, I realized I was the oldest person there. Everyone was 28 on that trip. Oh gosh. Yeah, Literally everyone. Like <laughs> I know. And they were all like looking at me like I'm the old lady. And I've never feel, felt so self-conscious in a very long time because usually I could fit in wherever, but they, it's a bit different. But anyway, so a bunch of um, the castaways were talking about um, the hope this will, will improve their Instagram followers and blah, 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 and want to do it to, to elevate their like status uh, um, and blah, blah, blah. And as they're talking, the one person said, oh, no, I've got a 1,000 and – I thought, okay, this is my chance. Uh, and I said, oh, I've got 7,000 Instagram followers. And they were like, what? And with that little thing, I got some street cred <laughs> in Survivor. That's crazy, your so Instagram I, following. Yeah, that gave me street cred. Because then after that, they all wanted to talk to me. So it's funny uh, how these things work. So um, 
Instagram probably helped me more in Survivor than than eventually Survivor helped my Instagram, or at that point at least. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that so much. So you, the youngsters <laughs> thought this old lady was okay now. <laughs> yes, it's so funny. Like how shallow we are as people. <laughs> oh, look, it never, it never surprises me anymore. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> so has this the elevated status of being in Survivor and doing so well on it, has it actually had a positive impact on your business, on your profits? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, we, grow, we grew a lot um, while the season was on. And I mean, like I said, from when I went on to Survivor up until now, the following on, on Instagram doubled. So, yes, it's definitely helped. Again, in terms of obviously the awareness, because what I've done, I mean, I don't have a personal Instagram. My Instagram is our business Instagram. So people, because I follow the show, they wanted to follow me. And inevitably, they're following our business. So that all worked out beautifully and it really, I mean, I think our sales almost doubled, to be honest, um, because of that. That's amazing. It, it, it really, really made a massive difference. No, I think doubling sales is, is incredible. <laughs> I know some people go on these things and nothing happens except their Instagram following grows, right? Oh, really? Yeah, it does. That's actually the point I was trying to make is some people have this illusion that um, once you've been on TV, it's just now, while well, away, you're going to be on 100,000 followers, boom, life sorted. But and you don't still... have to work for anything. You can just sit and get the free stuff. It's all good. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. No free stuff. <laughs> you haven't gotten anything for free since being on Survivor. No, actually not. Uh, I don't what? think I, I fit in a specific mold. I mean, remember, the people that send these things are fitness people. Um, but no, mm. I, I'm kidding. I um, have had you know, a few um, deals with air companies and the people that I use for my collagen. But I try and reach out to brands that I'm already using so that it doesn't feel forced or as if I'm putting it down my followers throat I, I don't want to I don't know I don't want to annoy our followers because we're already trying to push our own products I don't mm -hmm. want it to become cheap by just having a bunch of stuff you you're trying to sell them that they're not necessarily interested in but that's the perfect mindset of an influencer right you <laughs> use right. it you love it you tell people about it yeah that's the most authentic type you can get so well done Oh, good. Yay. You see, I wing it. And <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and now you're affirmating that I'm winging it correctly. <laughs> uh, you are winging it correctly. <laughs> so do you have any wisdom or lessons that you have learned in influence marketing over the last couple of years that you can maybe share with us? Oh, you know what I do a lot? I spend, I probably spend more time watching TikTok videos, going through Instagram. And that's what I try and constantly do is to, and that's the advice I would give, is, is see what people are doing and get inspired by other people and like uh, explore other platforms that are new to you that you might be scared of. Because that's a big thing or was a big thing for me with TikTok. And even now, to, to get familiar with the platform and 
and and take time to see what other people are doing, but also then to get to a point where you know, okay, this is what people are doing, but this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I feel comfortable with, and trying to find that sweet spot and not lose yourself. Because, I mean, TikTok's a very good example of that. I mean, I can't dance to save my ass. So I need to find, I need to, and I'm still, it's a, it's a, it's a work in progress trying to figure out where you are comfortable in and, um, you know, how to work the platform to suit you, but also to show your followers what they want to see and what they know you for. And then also the, the other part, I mean, like I said earlier, I didn't get a bunch of stuff for free. It's not as if brands are knocking on my door. And I've noticed that you should ask, uh, not wait until you've reached X amount of followers and now you think it's just going to come streaming in. I think it's important to to go and explore the brands that you're already using and brands that you would like to use and then re- just reach out because uh, the worst that can happen is they can just say no. And then from a business point of view, what lessons have you learned using influencers? I think it's important to, you know, with influence, it's a a tricky thing. Like I said earlier, I would send people stuff and then they wouldn't do anything or post anything. So you have to have a fine, like, balance between telling them what you require from them or giving them that freedom, but also having some, what is it, strings attached, like at least guarantee me one post or this or that without being too prescriptive and too demanding because they should like doing stuff for you and it mustn't be an effort or a schlep yeah and and maybe that's why we started the affiliate program where there is also some responsibility on the influencer to to generate the kind of either likes or conversions or comments or whatever because once they, it sometimes seems once they get the product, they kind of forget about the fact that they actually have to do a job to justify whatever the monetary value is. I think having an incentive in place, is, it keeps them accountable as well. Yes, it is. And you must make it worth their one. Also, not, not reach out to influencers that are not going to work for your brand in any way just because they've got a lot of followers. It, it just doesn't make sense. Because you might get a bunch of likes from it, but you're not going to get the conversion. It's again that aligning with the right the right people for your brand because they have the audiences that's right for you. It doesn't yes. help if you've got these, you were saying earlier, like these big fitness people now endorsing quite a cook sister and their followers are like, okay, cool. <laughs> Too weird for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, that makes perfect sense to me. Also for me, I mean, it's weird having to deal with influence and having to do it yourself and got so many hats on when it comes to the, by doing everything myself. <laughs> Welcome to small business, right? Nay, I know, <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I don't know. Piki van a control freak. No, that's fine. It's working for you. <laughs> but Santini, that comes to the end of our chat. And it was so lovely speaking to you and just finding out more about you and quite a cook sister and how you actually built this business when it comes to the influencer side of things and the impact it's had. So before we go, can you maybe tell us where to find you online? So um, our website is Um You can find us at Quieto Cook Sister on 
Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on TikTok, and on Twitter. So we are everywhere. So it would be great if, if you love what we do or what we stand for, what I stand for, to go us a follow. Fantastic. <laughs> Santini, thanks again so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Anne. It was so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. But we'll chat soon. Thank Bye. you. Bye. This podcast series has been made possible by The Salt, the influencer company that turns influence into affluence. In the same way that information is presented in this podcast in a relatable and authentic way, The Salt gets your customers to tell their real brand stories to their community. Go to thesalt.co.za to learn more about how The Salt can help you grow your business.